guys this morning. Um, I want to invite up here Tom Blackford. Uh, welcome Tom as he comes. Uh, Tom is one of our deacons. He's, he's been a deacon for a number of years, and uh, I've known him for quite a while. And uh, we're going to do kind of interview style like last week. And uh, we're going to sit up here, and uh, like I put out in the emails, we're going to talk about prodigals. Um, we've all been prodigals. Some are still prodigals, but God's doing a work in our lives. Uh, we're created in the image and likeness of God, spirit, soul, and body. In our spirit, you know, is saved. It's perfect, right? But our soul is being saved. And so that's our mind, will, and emotions, and that's what God's doing. And we will be saved um, at the resurrection. And uh, uh, that's our physical body. That's our physical being. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, some things that we deal with in our soul, um, like I said, God's continuing to do a work in our, in our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. We're being saved. But, uh, Tom, I just want to ask you, you know, we've had conversations over the last uh, year or so, and uh, Tom's made a transition, you know, in his life earlier this year. But uh, God's put something on his heart concerning prodigals. Um, I think, do we all know the prodigal son story? Do you know the story? Well, basically, you know, there's two sons, and, and the um, son comes to uh, the father and says, you know, I'm ready to go out on my own, and, uh, you know, I'd like my inheritance now. And wanted to go do his own thing, so he went and did his own thing, spent all the money, and... Uh, just feels really ashamed and condemned, but he says, you know, my father's servants have it better than what I have it right now. Um, I'm just going to go home and become one of the servants. And the father sees him from afar and just goes running to meet him. And um, just the love of God that was in the father's heart, uh, just they throw a party for him. And um, just welcomes him back. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our, in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. It's something that God does. It's a work that he does. And before we are saved, you know, there's, you know, we're doing our own thing. You know, we're making our own decisions. And they're not always the best decisions, right? But God can redeem that. He can restore that. So, Tom... Tell us a little bit about what God's put on your heart recently concerning prodigals. Well, it really hasn't been recently. Uh, many of us run into this, you know, where God puts something in our heart years ago, right? And we just kind of push it off, and uh, we don't have time. But uh, like Tom said, I recently retired, refired. Refired. Tom will not let me say retired. He says refired. But... Uh, you know, uh, just have had the opportunity to uh, just spend more time in the Word, praying, and uh, the Lord dropped that back in my heart about prodigals. And I have four kids, four boys, who uh, yeah, they're not really serving the Lord, okay? One's a little farther away than the others, and uh, but they're not serving the Lord. I'm not saying they're not saved. But they're not serving the Lord. They're they're not 
they're walking in the world. And so years, a couple years ago, the Lord said, you know, you need to get a group, and we need to start praying for these kids. And uh, he dropped that in my spirit again uh, a few months ago. And so we just uh, took it to heart, trying to follow the Lord and, and be in a, walk in obedience to what he's called me to. And uh, just so many of us have that same situation going on. Like Tom said, we're all prodigals, right? And I think it starts, uh, and actually Skip prayed it this morning, you know. It, you know, he, he prayed, Lord, show us the prodigal in our own selves right now, right? How, how can, what do we need to do to change what we're doing, right? So it starts there. But so we just are taking some time, my wife and I, and uh, it's a, not necessarily a prodigal son, right? So we're calling it a prodigal child ministry. And uh, we're taking some time on Tuesday nights, and we're setting some time apart, and we're praying for our children right now. And uh, we opened it up to uh, the deacon team a few weeks back, and uh, and we had a great time of uh, ministry that morning uh, at our deacon meeting. And uh, we just I got a list of names, and so we just been praying over it, and you know, we're in a battle right now. I mean, you see it really, I don't know, and sometimes I look and I think, how did I not really notice it as bad back back in the day? But just things are just really turned crazy right now in the way the world is attacking our kids, our families. And uh, so we're just uh, setting ourselves apart, you know. The word says... Uh, God is, uh, the, he's the Lord that sets us apart, right? He is Jehovah Mekadesh, right? He sets us apart. And uh, we're just setting apart some time, consecrating ourselves, believing for our children to come back to what they know, okay? And so the prodigal is all stages of life, though. It's not just... Our kids, it could be relatives, uncles, aunts, you know, it's not just sons, it's children. Um, so that's that's what we've started. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, if anybody's interested in joining that, we would love names and email addresses, and we're going to kick something off and uh, see where it goes. We're just going to start in our basements and setting some time apart for our children and uh, those that we love. So that's where we're starting. Well, Tom, I know your story, but a lot of these guys don't know your story. Um, before you came to the Lord and really made a full commitment to him, what do you think actually turned your heart towards God? Well, honestly, <laughs> my parents... Uh, they had a small group, so when I look back, they had a group that, uh, man, they were tight, and they saw a lot of miracles happen. But, you know, it starts with getting together, setting ourselves apart, and praying. And we really just need to, <clears throat> we need to get down. We, we need to give God some more of our time. We need to cry out for what's happening in this world and our children. And God hears us. And so 
my dad, he did not preach to me unless I gave him the opportunity. He was just cool that way. And so I try to be that way with my kids. You know, I, I don't want to preach to them. They don't want me to preach to them. They just want to be loved unconditionally. And that's what we do. But, man, God will open up some doors. So we've been praying. <clears throat> and my youngest, I called him up last week, and I asked him if he'd come over and talk. And reluctantly, but he usually does. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I'll tell you, he was, def he was defensive at first. But, you know, the Holy Spirit had dropped some things on us, and that's what happens when we pray, right? I mean, we're, we're prepared for battle. We're in a battle. And so he walked away that day saying, wow, Dad, you opened my eyes to some things. I've got some things to think about. And so it was a total victory, all right? So I really haven't had a chance to talk to him again lately, but uh, a little bit at Christmas on uh, Sunday. But God is doing a work, and we're just seeing you know, when I look it up, you know, in Deuteronomy, it says one will put 1,000 to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight, right? And so numbers, you know, so my wife and I, we're gathering together. We're, we're setting some time aside, you know. We're consecrating ourselves, you know, and uh, that's where it starts. I, my dad uh, was gracious when I opened the door to him. He, he, told, he gave me a couple scriptures, you know. And one I remember is in 1 Corinthians uh, 15.33, I believe it is. Bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. And uh, the kids, they just get around bad company. I, I got around bad company. And so I, I know when I asked the Lord to come into my life and, and told him I couldn't do it on my own, uh, he showed up that night and, and literally took the desire for drugs and alcohol away from me. But there was a part that I had to do. There's a part that every prodigal is going to have to do. Mm -hmm. And so we can just encourage that. But that's, that's where we're at right now, yeah. Yeah, the, <clears throat> I tell people, you know, prayer is the best thing we can do. Um, but sometimes it's the only thing that we can do when we deal with things. But it is the best thing. Um, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness. And uh, prayer is strong, but the enemy wants to uh, discourage us, get us away from praying. Um, but uh, that's what we really need to focus on. And I think two things, to, to pray and to love, those two things, but to love and to pray. And, you know, people are more moved by our actions than our words, right? We can give them all the information and all the right things, but, you know, what makes a difference is to see that demonstrated. You know, what does love look like? Um, they, tell, they tell us that what's going on now is cultural. Well, at the core, it's spiritual. You know, there's a lot of things going on in our culture, and the enemy brings division brings discouragement, condemnation, but the Holy Spirit brings conviction. You know, that's where the heart of the Father comes out is just, 
you know, praying for those children. And we're not talking about just just men and young men. We're talking about young women also and and gals and guys. You know, the prodigal son story applies to the daughter also. It applies to our grandkids and for some of us great-grandkids. Um, but it is the other relation, too. Um, we, uh, we're called to be the men in the gap, is to really pray for them and to reach out to demonstrate God's love to them, um, you know, it's important. We've, we're coming up first of the year, and, and this is kind of an advertisement for what we're going to launch into in 2023 20, as a church for a few years now. We have an initiative called Pray First. <clears throat> it's to start everything with prayer, you know, start our day with prayer. Uh, you know, Paul says, I pray without ceasing. And prayer is really having a conversation with our Father. Um, it's not a religious thing. It's a relational thing. It's staying in uh, continued communication with the Father. So beginning of the year, our first three Tuesdays, we're going to do uh, something very similar to what we did last year, is we have the 7 at 7. And during the 21 days of prayer with fasting, um, just want to encourage us to have a prayer focus. You know, if God's calling you to to fast from something, it doesn't have to be a total fast unless the Lord calls you to that. But it could be what the Bible describes as a Daniel fast to where, you know, it's fruits, vegetables. Um, but whatever God puts on your heart, it's not a religious thing. You know, don't make it religious. But, you know, really listen to the Holy Spirit's heart of, you know, maybe, you know, he's calling us to give up entertainment or just change our routine somewhat so that we can spend more time with him. Focus time um, to really look what he's uh, leading us to the uh, first of 2023 and beyond. So really, like we did last year, the seven minutes is going to be broadcast live from the studio um, right on the other side of this wall here. But we're going to put it up on the screen. So I know Pastor and uh, Dwayne and Jeannie are going to lead that first Tuesday, seven minutes. But we're going to focus on uh, praying with them and then praying afterwards. So that's our, our first three Tuesdays coming up, and you don't want to miss that. But invite some other guys to that, too. But uh, we're going to start the year off right, and uh, just with a focus on that relationship that we have with the Father. There's, uh, you know, a scripture in Malachi and uh, it's in Malachi um, uh, chapter 4 and verse 7. And he will turn the hearts of the father to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. So, Tom, what does that scripture mean to you? Well, it tells us that God's going to do some work, right? So it's a promise from God, right? So our kids just get caught up in the world and... They, they're just walking in the world's thinking, going to school. I can just see the effects of, of some college on, on my younger boy. Um, and we had a talk about that the other day. You know, Proverbs says, walk with wise men and you'll be wise. But uh, a man that uh, hangs around with fools, his life will begin to unravel. And as I shared that with uh, my son, a light bulb went off 
uh, I shared some other things. I gave him some examples, and a light bulb went off, and he's like, oh, man, you know, I really, I do got to think about some things and the people I'm hanging around and the influences that they have on him, All right? So in, in 1 Timothy uh, 2.25, it says, uh, 25 and 26, that they just come into a snare, you know, uh, but we can help them out of that. We can pray through that. Like Tom said, we need to stand in the gap for our kids, our families, our friends. And then part of that is uh, God show me sowing seed. All right? Sowing seed is a lot of different things. It's not just putting money into the offering or sowing seed into a missionary, but... Uh, I heard it good uh, a while back. Says, uh, uh, "Be fa- you know, pray for other people. Sow that seed, and we need to stand in the gap. And that's what comes with getting this group together, this ministry that we're talking about. Uh, you know, one can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. You know, and so on. And it's just so powerful what can happen. And I think we're going to see." Uh, you know, Joshua, he prepared, and he set himself apart, he sanctified, but then what did they do? They put some rocks in the river. They put some rocks on the other side of the river. The rocks represented the altar, the victory, okay? And we're going to have a lot of victories coming. Kids are coming back to what they know, and we're trusting that, and we're just starting to see the tip of the iceberg, there's actually a, a quite the, how would you call it, a revival going along uh, amongst the young generation. And God's raising up a, a young generation to bring their own generation back. But like I said, it's, it's not just the young generation. That just happens to be where my kids are at, you know. It could be a father, you know. It might be somebody's father that needs to to get get his life straightened around or their mother so for sure man we're gonna we're just gonna hit it with prayer and we're gonna do it as a a group we're gonna stand in the gap for these kids we're gonna pray for foster kids right we're gonna pray pray for single parent kids Mm -hmm. um you know i mean they're just at a disadvantage we're gonna pray for the unborn Right? We're just going to sow seeds of prayer, and we're going to reap a great, great harvest. And that's what I'm trusting. And so we're just opening it up. Tom has allowed me to share a little bit here, and we're just starting this. And like I said, I got, a, I got some names of some of our deacon teams, and I uh, got their names and uh, their emails and uh, a list of children that's hanging on my wall, and it's, I continually have been adding to it. So family and friends, so uh, I, uh, I just encourage you to join this team with us and uh, just lift up our kids and let's pray for them. One of the things that I've learned with praying for my kids is that God had put on my heart, <clears throat> you're concerned for your kids, but the Bible says, uh, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers. And one thing that God has shown me that when there's a wall relationally uh, with my kids, 
and they may not want to hear it from me, but I pray that God would send laborers, other people, to minister to them, and that's been very powerful. God has opened up doors, um, just miracle doors, that uh, there's been other people that have stepped up, and we need to be there for the other parents and grandparents and the other family members that are praying, you know, for their their young people, and, um, you know, that we would look for, I talk about divine appointments, that we would look for those divine appointments, divine assignments from the Lord to where we can minister to a young person. Um, it goes back probably about 10 years ago now, but uh, been on staff of the church here almost 28 years now, and, and it was about 10 years ago, Pastor Dwayne came to me and he says, uh, hey, I, I think you're the guy to really, <clears throat> from the leadership level, to oversee our next generation ministry, which um, at Res Life here is from nursery all the way through college age. And I had not, to that point, had any experience with that age group at all. And I thought, God, why am I being asked? And uh, Pastor Dwayne didn't even have the details on it. He says, I just feel you're the guy. So, okay, let's jump into it, Lord. I need your help. And just that was a time to where God really was teaching me quite a bit is just saying, yes, Lord, and where he had positioned me. Uh, it actually was for me more than it was for, I think, the organization is just learning you know, about young people and, you know, getting right in there and working, you know, with some of our pastors that work directly in those areas. Uh, and it's just been awesome. And like Tom had mentioned, there is a revival amongst young people. Um, this isn't just one group reaching another group, but it's all uh, partnering together. Um, if you ever remember the Red Green show, uh, he often would say, hey, we're all in this together. I don't know if he realizes how spiritual that statement is, but in the church, we are all in this together. Another thing he'd say is keep your stick on the ice. Uh, stay in the game. That's important. Stay in it, even if you think you're losing, that uh, the battle is the Lord's, the victory is ours, right? And uh, that's just very important that we have won the victory in Jesus, but there is a battle going on, right? Um, casting our care upon the Lord because he cares for us. He'll fight our battles for us, but he wants us to stay in that game, stay in the fight, stay in the battle. The only time we lose is when we quit, right? So it's like, hey, let's stay in the game. We're all in this together. Let's pray for each other. Let's encourage each other because the devil brings that condemnation. You know, he brings the temptation. He gets on one shoulder, and that's what sin's about. He'll tempt us. And then he jumps on the other shoulder and he'll condemn us, right? To bring that guilt, shame, condemnation. And as brothers, we need to be here for each other to encourage each other. Bible says as iron sharpens iron, so sharpens the countenance of friends. And we're friends together. And this is important, what we do here on Tuesday mornings. So, Tom, any parting comment from you? Not necessarily. I, I would like to. Uh, we're going to just uh, be over the table. If anybody wants to join that, put some names down. Uh, I'll be there. We'll be here after this. Um, I would like to open it up for some prayer time, uh, if we could. And uh, so I just want to read 
One scripture. Scripture is always good, right? It's God's word to us. In Isaiah 10, 27, it says, Shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. So that's the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit. The oil represents the Holy Spirit. And uh, there's a couple things that I'd like to hit today, if we could. So prodigals is one. Um, But depression right now. So there's a lot of depression going on with our kids. Uh, We've talked about a, a lot of suicide is going on right now. And, uh, you know, it's just breaking my heart. And the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? And so I first would like to just lift up guys with depression or uh, kids with depression that, that you might have children that are depressed uh, or oppressed, Um Maybe you are suffering from uh, a little depression. What I want to say is that, you know, kind of like uh, Planet Fitness, you know, this is a uh, shame-free zone, okay? There's no shame here. We're, we're brothers uh, in Christ, and we're here to come alongside of anybody dealing with that. So I would just say, let, if we could, just open it up with that first. And then we'll pray for our prodigals. And uh, so if anybody is dealing with a little depression right now, I mean, it's the holidays. They might be missing a loved one. It might not have anything to do with prodigals even. But uh, if you're there, I would like you to raise your hand so that we would be able to lay hands on you and just pray over you. Is anybody there? I see one. All right. Can we just, uh, yeah, get a couple guys to lay hands on him? All right. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we come before you. We honor you with this time today, Lord. And as our brother has been brave enough to, to share that, Father, I thank you that the yoke would be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And we bless you today. Your word says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Don't lose that joy. The devil wants to steal that joy. Don't lose that joy. God will lift you up. He will lift you up and deliver you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So does anybody have a prodigal in their life? (laughs) All right. All right. Well, let me lift up the, the prodigals in our life. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we bless you today. We thank you that you love us first, Father. That you love our children first. You love them more than we could ever love them. And as I was shown not too long ago, the first prodigal parent was God, right? 
his children disobeyed him. And he had to do some hard things. But he still loved them. And they're coming back. They're coming back. Lord, we lift up our children to you, these prodigals. We thank you they're coming back to what they know, Lord. I thank you that you would show each one of us, Father, that it's not our fault. It's not our fault. It's choices that they have made. And, Lord, as we go forward, we thank you for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you give us wisdom, revelation, that you give us ways to talk to our children, that you set up divine appointments. As Pastor Tom said, that you bring people into their lives. It could be angels, God. We know that you do that. You can make a donkey talk. You can send angels to our kids. And we bless you today, Lord. We thank you. We bind depression and oppression over our children in the name of Jesus. We come against the lies that they've been taught, that they've heard, that they've come around. We bind the lies the enemy has sold into their heart. And Lord, we thank you for the truth because the truth will set them free. God, your word will set them free. And we bless you today. And we thank you for the victory we have in Christ Jesus. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Father God. You are worthy. And we thank you that we have you living in our hearts to guide us and direct us. And we pray over the Christmas season. We thank you, Lord, that you will just bring the hearts of the children back to the fathers, that you will bring our hearts to them. You, God, will set us free. And we bless you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, guys, just remember that greater is he that's in us.